What's up, everyone? Welcome to this week's Sports Fix with me, Ben Cullen. Daniil Medvedev delivered once again this weekend to guide the Russian Tennis Federation to the Davis Cup Finals title. They did so against Croatia in Madrid. The world number two did not drop a set of the tournament. He overcame Martin Cilic 7-6, 6-2 in 89 minutes to secure the victory for the Russians. Medvedev was strong on serve, firing eight aces and winning 87% of his points behind his first delivery. It is the third time the Russian Tennis Federation has won the Davis Cup, also triumphant in 2002 and 2006. It feels amazing, Medvedev said in his on-court interview. I am more happy for the team than myself. We have an amazing team with an amazing atmosphere and I'm just so happy it was a fantastic two weeks. The Baltimore Ravens have dropped out of the top seed in the AFC. They lost 2019 to the Pittsburgh Steelers on the very last play of the game. Head coach John Harbour went for a two-point conversion to win the game rather than trying to kick the extra point and take it to overtime. Lamar Jackson was just off with what would have been the game-winning throw. It was a mixed night for the former MVP, but he threatened to get away with it after leading a fantastic late drive down the field. Steelers quarterback Ben Roethlisberger may well be in his last season in the NFL, but he still got the game as he threw two touchdown passes as part of a 17 fourth quarter points that ultimately won them the game. Baltimore dropped to 8-4 with the Steelers sitting at 6-5-1 and anything is still possible in their tough AFC North division. Lewis Hamilton beat Max Verstappen in another chaotic and controversial Grand Prix. He won the Saudi Arabian and has set up a winner-takes-all final in Abu Dhabi this weekend. In one of the most dramatic Grand Prix in years, I feel like I keep saying that, the race was stopped twice, featured three starts and had an extraordinary series of events between the title contenders. Hamilton won despite crashing into the back of Verstappen at one point during a race in which the Dutchman twice had to cede a position to the Mercedes driver that he had gained illegally. And it ended with the two drivers tied on points heading into the last race of the season. So much happened in the course of the race that it was tough to keep up. And the advantage swung wildly back and forth between the two. We knew it was going to be close this season, but no one would have predicted they'd be tied on points heading into the last weekend. I'd now like to welcome back Rob Lennox to the studio. Rob is about to embark on a 3,000-mile row across the Atlantic with two mates. Wild men indeed. Let's talk about your rugby a little bit. So you played for the British Army three times at Twickenham, but you were in the Army for eight years. So how many years did it take you to get selected, or how does that process work? Yeah, so it, it, it took me a while to, to come across the eyes of the selectors. I was playing for the mighty Canterbury, um, where I was based. Um, and one of the army selectors saw me play, so I got invited down. Um, and then you spend, so that was my first year, you spend sort of every every week or every other week is a game. We play like Oxford Uni, Cambridge Uni, play some of the Premiership A-League sides and things like that. And they're all essentially trials, trial games. You're all trying to get in the squad for the inter-services. Play the RAF and the Navy at Twickenham. So. And then when you're in the rugby team, or at least in the, the main squad, do you then move your base to wherever that base is or did you all travel from all over? You just travel from all over. 
yeah, I travel from all over. They base it in Aldershot in Surrey. And you just drive up, spend the week there. For guys like me who, who never played pro, it was as close to it as, as probably anything we were ever going to get. It was, a, you know, the full week's training, morning, afternoon, all the sort of gym stuff, all the, all the nutrition. Um, we used to get taken away to Portugal, to Browns, where the England team go now. Um, so we used to get to go and spend 10 weeks there doing a training camp which was phenomenal like the facilities and yeah. all that sort of stuff was just amazing very good and then you played three times there I don't know the answer to this how many wins did you get? two wins and a draw actually. oh that's a good yeah, result so, yeah. and what years were these? 2014's first one uh, and then 15 I was out and then 16 and 17 so 2017 was the year I left so that was sort of a 100th game at Twickenham or 100th Army Navy game sorry and yeah I got to captain the team so just you know, does, does that mean there was 100 years of it or yeah that was the 100th Army Navy game there were a couple of missed ones for they literally missed two but there's only three, one a year is what I mean yeah one a year one wow a year. that's a special occasion yeah I mean, it's phenomenal so they they now sell out or they for the last sort of five or six years they've sold out Twickenham so you're sort of walking out in front of 82,000 people singing the national anthem with your family in the crowd the noise if you can imagine the anthem being sung by what is 82,000 fairly well lubricated yeah servicemen or ex-servicemen you'd, you'd know the national anthem well just about after yeah, your first yeah. five weeks <laughs> incredibly lucky to, to have got to love it well let's let's move on to the row you've been training for a year so I mean prepping and training for 18 months I'd say training in earnest this year um, first time we got in a rowing boat was January nice so yeah, loads, you know, a load to learn. Actually, quite a quite an interesting thing to take on something where, you know, you've, you've got no idea really if you can do it. You you can't row. So instead of deciding my first thing I'll sign up to is a, is a short rowing race, we decided to go and sign up for the longest one we could. The longest one on earth. Yeah, yeah. So strange decision. <laughs> Decision-making process needs revisiting. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, it's 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 been a you know learning a new skill. So it's been a it's been a you know real learning curve. Nice. That leads me on to my next question. What are some of the challenges you've faced that you perhaps didn't expect to, whether it be in or out of the boat? Yeah. So the challenges. I think when you sign up for something like this, you really focus on and, and all the questions you ask people who have done it before are about the the days on the boat on the ocean. You're interested in what's it like thirty days in. Yeah. But what you don't realise is actually probably the bigger part of the, well, it's easy for me to say now, but the bigger part of the challenge is just getting to the start line. So shipping a boat from the UK out here, we our boat was on its way when a tanker got stuck in the Suez Canal, which caused I some delays. I didn't that either. Yeah. Yeah, so it was it was supposed to be coming through the Suez Canal behind that one. So that guy, thanks very much, mate, whoever you are. <laughs> No problem. And then COVID's led to a global shipping crisis. So when we when it came to shipping it back, we we were quoted, you know, sort of seven times what we paid to ship it out here because of the demand of the and demand. The, yeah, and, um, and people saying, oh, it, was, it could take three and a half, four months. We're like, well, we'd have to ship it tomorrow. Yeah. And we've only just we've, got it. We've, we've not even practiced yet. So yeah, that's that was a you know a big big old stress. Like you know, yeah. guys, we could end up sitting on the dock in Lagomera with no boat. So um, we were incredibly lucky. Cathay Pacific Cargo come on board and, and flown our boat to the start line um, or over to Europe for us, which was just phenomenal. Um, the best day ever. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, just, just you know, removed all that stress. 
and just yeah fantastic from them okay moving on to a big part and if not the most important part why you're doing the role is you're raising funds for an important charity uh, could you give us some insight on that please yeah so the, the big drive behind it and what's going to keep us going is the fact that we are raising money for child fund rugby um, a phenomenal charity based in Southeast Asia. They use rugby as a vehicle to to educate um, and to empower kids and, and particularly young women in, in disadvantaged communities. Um, they it's it's a great model. They've got kids that go through the program are then trained to be coaches. So you know they they become you know, they become they become self sustaining. Yeah, um, which is fantastic. Um, and you know it's great. It's great. We'd hope to be able to go and visit visit the courses and visit the centres. Um, obviously, COVID's put a stop to that, but certainly something we'll do in the future, get down there and, and see where the money that's been donated is going, um, which is you know, just... It's, it made a lot of sense for us as three rugby players in Asia. Um, yeah, absolutely. To try and give something back to, to a sport and to a community that's been so good to us. Well, Rob, look, we, uh, we're very proud of you and we're looking forward to hearing about it when you come back seeing as there'll be no tweeting and instagramming when you're there child fund rugby is an amazing cause and um yeah good luck and um yeah you're, you're inspiring us all to do something incredible so good Mate, job and good luck thank you very much and and yeah if anyone does want to follow us um, yeah, please, please on instagram it's at east rose west uh the website's eastrosewest.com and then there's uh there's an app called yb races uh, you can follow us, follow us live across the ocean. Oh, we can a, do that on a little tracker. Yeah, you can see us, see our little boat going across the ocean. Hopefully, it moves. Hopefully, it's going super quick towards the front. <laughs> if it's just going round in circles, then just please delete the app. <laughs> good stuff. Thank you, Rob. Uh, good luck. Cheers, mate. Thanks for having me. Hong Kong, are you ready? This is the hottest ticket in the world right now. I called it last week. There was only ever going to be one hottest ticket again this week. It has literally come down to the wire. Both drivers are tied on points, and it's winner takes all. I want Verstappen to win, but can you really bet against the greatest of all time? The Abu Dhabi Grand Prix is my hottest ticket in the world. Have a great weekend, all, and I'll see you for your sports fix next week. Don't forget to join him every Friday for your latest highlights in sport. Thank you, Ben. Common Room with Alison Howe. Common Room with 